0: Passionate Teachers, a podcast for teachers of English. Hello. Everybody, hello, Kami, hello, Josie. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, good night, good evening, good (laughs) everything, good afternoon. We don't know when you're going to listen to us. We are here today with a very special partner of mine. We have done some works together. We do workshops together. And I'm thrilled to introduce you to Stefan. And the last name, can you please pronounce it again, Stefan? It's hard. It's
1: hard. My pleasure. It's Hughes. Hughes. All right. Stephen Hughes. That's it. Stephen Hughes. And as
0: <laughs> always, I'm going to give the. The Capivara of Stefan. Stefan is a doctor of philosophy by Puki of São Paulo. He holds a master from uh, Universidade Federal from Rio de Janeiro. He's a consecutive interpreter like I am, like Josie is. He's a teacher trainer, too. He's an active member of Brasti So. And when I say active, he does not only work as a... A person that helps everybody, but also he is into all the conferences and seminars and he helps uh, with his beautiful voice and a microphone and much more. (laughs) I am super thrilled to introduce you, Stefan, because Stefan is my partner. I know the person, Stefan, and he has lots of curious things to tell us. To start with, he's not Brazilian although he speaks portuguese perfectly and you will not notice where do you come from I have yeah. a
2: comment, I have a comment, comment. because, the, yes, the first time that I, I saw his lecture in, I think in Stasio Brazil. So because he is yeah. everywhere, right? So <laughs> I thought oh that he goodness. was American the first time, but he said, he uh, oh, okay, I'm from, but he will say the place. It's so cool yeah. where
0: he's
1: from. <laughs> yeah, from. See. Yeah. yeah
2: so, so, yes, I was really, re- really surprised because I've never had a contact with a person like this, right. so. It was
1: nice. First time for everything, right? First time is always good. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. That's right. Sweet TNT, as we call it. Trinidad and Tobago. That's where I'm not only that, when you say Trinidad uh-huh. and Tobago, I listen to the drum. Bling, 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 bling. Yes, yeah, the steel drums. That's it. Steel drum, da 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 steel drum. Yes, you immediately hear the, the music and you, you get carried away by the floating sounds. Yes. Stefan, and why <laughs> Brazil, baby? Uh, Brazil, well, it was, it was on my radar, actually, many years ago, because I've been in Brazil for 25 years, believe it or not. It's been a while, but time really flew, huh? But I came originally to learn Portuguese, to develop my skills here, since uh, you mentioned I was an executive interpreter before that, right? So I had already studied French and Spanish, working with languages and translation. And one of my lecturers at the time suggested I learn, um, you know, Portuguese, since not many people were studying Portuguese. And then I also met two Brazilians. Uh, in Trinidad who were doing an exchange program you know at the university where I was studying. So you know we talked they talked that. about the experience and I, I learned you know I learned about this exchange program. I said, okay well, let me do it too. So I took the program, spent a year in Brasilia, believe it or not, in the capital of the, of, of Brazil. and then I went back home, uh, found out about another learning opportunity here to do um, my undergraduate degree. So I came to do that here as well. Then I did my master's and everything. Now I'm doing my, my PhD. You said doctor philosophy, but I'm actually finishing up my PhD in uh, applied linguistics. Right. So you're in the sky. I'm no, I'm not in the, I'm down to. It. <laughs> you know why I know you, you are yeah, in the
0: sky. It. Look at that. I had a student what? when she was a teenager. Then she became a teenager, like a big teenager, like 18. And she went for an exchange program in Australia. I sent her, I made all the papers, I followed her. When she arrived, she started teaching English. And she was the teacher to my children. And today, I am the teacher to her children. And right right now, she moved to Switzerland. Her name is Eleni Haddad. And she lives in Switzerland. And she said, you know, Stefan, he was my Ah. university (sighs) teacher. So this is why I know you are in the
1: sky, okay? Oh, my goodness. It's a small world after all it's a small world that's all i can think of that song always reminds me how small this world is yeah what a coincidence wow what a coincidence
0: today we're here to make some questions to you about your work about your okay. career. So you started long time ago, like I did. The girls are very young. The girls are babies. They are uh-huh. they're on the go. Uh-huh. They're going Green. up the carpet ladder. And I am yeah, so proud in of lapis. them really. And we have a lot to talk, right? Uh about oh, yeah. about how it was uh 30 years ago in Brazil, how teaching was, okay. and how teaching is mm-hmm. today. Okay.
1: okay. What do you okay. remember, yeah, yeah. Uh Well, I remember, um, since I've been here for 25 years, so I started teaching at language schools, you know, language centers. And I, I worked with, you know, translation, grammar translation, I worked with audio and visual, I worked with um, what they call the lexical approach, then the communicative approach. You worked with all kinds of approaches, right? Um, but I remember most importantly was um, the technological part of it. So I remember cassette tapes, you know, stand kind of, take the pencil and uh-huh. you know rewind I remember pressing those buttons trying to find the exact spots you could play the listening activities for students again I remember after yeah, five,
0: le- 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 you were in lesson that's five it.
1: Mm-hmm. that's it and I, re- I remember um, it was even like a competition trying to find the right spot I remember the over- overhead projectors you know me trying to um, mm. print out those transparencies uh, where we would teach vocabulary showing you know these overhead transparencies you put it up on the board or on the wall and then you would you know teach items you had like those um, visual dictionaries i love those so i remember that that's one of the things i remember about those days you know i remember also teaching um with vhs the video cassettes Mm -hmm. and subtitles so like the first time something came out, and we were
0: saying that we did yeah. not have material, so we had to either ask someone to record yes. from the United States for us, mm-hmm. or buy very expensive VHS material from yeah. uh, SBS yeah. because Dizal oh, yeah, did yeah, exactly. not existed yet, mm-hmm. and also from Cultura. Right. So I would I would oh, yeah. travel to São Paulo to get one VHS tape to be able wow. to teach the students. So Mm -hmm. teachers today have all the tools, right? Uh And and Stefan, it was difficult. It was hard. We managed it. We invented material because we had to adapt a lot of things. We didn't have the books we have Mm -hmm. today. We did not have online. Forget about uh, being able to just in a click go to something. Now, Mm -hmm. I ask you something very important for someone that is our age. Um, Mm -hmm. All of this world changes it and we had to change together. And I see that you yeah. do a lot of things that are very modern. The first time mm-hmm. I, I was um, like introduced to Padlet was with you. And now you are mm-hmm. going to talk about another tool in another workshop that we have together. Uh, how do you keep up yeah. with the novelties, with this technology? Because <sighs> some young people, some young teachers, do not keep track of all the new things that are coming.
1: How do you yes. keep track of that? How do you do it and, and why? Good question. I think the how and why, Very two very good questions. How, um, since I use a lot of social media, uh, I think that helps a lot, right? And one thing I think that helps me is the fact that I connect to a lot of teachers on Twitter. So um, I talk to a lot of teachers from other countries. On Twitter so I find out you know a lot about things happening um, they share their experiences so I learn a lot from their experiences and they talk about what they do in their, their classroom so these tools kind of come up every now and again I hear about different tools and I try them yeah? um, so I guess I've always had that let's say a cap- that capacity or uh, I was always prone to trying new things experimenting and so and the why is yes I like experimenting uh, I think we can find things that would work with some students and might not work with others. So that's why I like to try new things. I'm not saying to forget the old, but um, for some students, one tool would work wonderfully. Another student might not like the, the whole layout. So I try to vary as much as possible to meet those needs of the students. You know, what we call personalization and so on. That's why, basically.
0: All right. Kami, do you have any curiosity, my love? Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm always curious when a person started doing what he or she does now. And my question for you is that, yeah. when did you start in this area and especially teaching teachers,
1: mm-hmm. mentoring them? Okay. Um, yeah, it kind of happened by accident, I would say. Because um, when I came in, you know, started teaching here in, in language centers, it kind of, one thing led to the other. I was, at the time I was teaching English and then French and then Spanish. Um, and I guess the people saw I had some kind of leadership skills or whatever thing they, 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 they found in me and I said, well, do you want to coordinate the, you know, the courses? So I started coordinating, but it was very, you know, ad hoc. It wasn't something that I trained to do. So it happened along the way. I learned with the experience. Um, I think because of my, my past, I, 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 was a scout, I still am a boy scout you know, oh, these nice. potatoes as they say. Yeah. So boy scouting, I think gave me a lot of the skills I have today, interpersonal skills, leadership skills, um, ability to, to innovate and to be flexible, uh, to make do when you, when you're a scout, you have to learn to make do. You have to learn to build a fire even when it's raining. So you have to learn to do anything, you know, you have to learn to cook when you don't have a fire. So, um, I think that helped me with that, and this is why I think it started. So people kind of said, hey, do this, try this. And I, I worked with, you know, several times, and every time I went to a different language school, I ended up taking up some sort of coordination role or teaching or training other teachers. So I guess that's what happened. People kind of identified that trait in me, and uh, I started to work more on that from there. You know, That's why. And I liked it. I like working with teachers. I think, um, you know, listening to other teachers is always great. And this experience is is what makes us who we are.
3: By the way, I always talk to the girls that I love uh-huh. your
1: accent. Your accent is... Oh, yeah? So <laughs> My nice. <accent>? Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much. No, because some people... And that's funny because I think when... Um, uh, when I start teaching and, and, and classes are in English, people I, I've I've heard the students try to they make they make like they place bets to find out where my accent is from. So they're like, okay, is he is he American? Is he British? Is he? <laughs> they will uh, never, they will never say that exactly about, it. Never. Yeah, and they never guess. So I remember one of them told that you know Taylor told me that at the end of the lesson he came. to We said we were listening to you for the last hour. We were trying to figure out where you were from what accent that was because your accent is different you know blah 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 um, or some people would say to me they thought I was Brazilian you know because I look Brazilian so they would say to me but where did you learn English so well you speak so fluently and this and that and I was like uh, and then I tell them I'm not Brazilian and the face you know that immediate draw like what yeah. you are not Brazilian said, no I'm With not Brazilian face. yeah With you know I'm like like huh and like uh. and then uh, I sometimes I have to take out my my ID I have my uh, foreigners oh, really? ID, you know, which is the, and i have to you know because they don't believe me they say nah nah you're pulling my leg no you're joking nah you must be Brazilian your parents were English or something no I'm not Brazilian my parents are not you know I was not from here blah 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 and I have to prove to them that I'm not Brazilian so I don't know I guess that's that's fun it's it happens I guess <laughs> How
3: interesting!
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, and what's good about the accent thing, I think, is that um, as I said, I, I, I we have different accents, and uh, the fact that Trinidad is one of the languages is English, official language. So this is our stand, what we call a uh, 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 standard. But we also have a more local variety. When I I sometimes I say that to my students, and they're like, that doesn't sound like English at all because it's faster. It has a sing songy kind of, of way of things. So when I speak, I say, What's happening? Yeah, man, good morning. We're gone. You're good. That's how we talk. So it sounds like we're singing, you know? So uh, I love this. So we have this thing about accents that are, uh, I guess, part of our experience in uh, growing up in Trinidad, being a former British colony. That world is like, yes.
0: Oh, I would uh, like to listen to some more accents from Trinidad. you want some Trini?
1: I want some Trini. Give me Trini time. You are some, some training? All right. Well, Liana, Liana, the story is... I got to tell you Let me tell you a thing. Let me tell you thing. Sit down there. Listen. Listen. Listen, go, sama eh, What you need to know is, Trini, we don't talk the way normal people just talk. You understand? We don't say, do you know what I mean? We say, you understand? We don't say that. We don't say... You understand? Yeah. Um, you understand? You understand? It's like, you understand? do you understand? You understand. Yeah, Exactly. Do you understand becomes... You understand so and sometimes we play around with that so you have people say like you understand or you overstand you know under over you know the idea of under and over so okay. we play with that we say like um yeah you, you understand or overstand yeah man yeah so we, we these are things that, that kind of go on so we don't say things like in America you say what's up we don't say what's up we say we'll go on what we'll go on it's understandable it's understandable yeah it's understandable but what happens sometimes it, it becomes a bit fast um, it, when, when we, we speak really fast but sometimes people find it difficult to pick up and, and you know maybe to, to, to follow as they say so that's it that's the nice. Trini yeah. if, nice. if you want to hear more Trini I would recommend you listen to or uh, YouTube Nikki Minaj speaking Trini because originally Nikki Minaj was born in Trinidad she grew up I think she left when she was around 16 so wow. she speaks much more American English than Trini but she does not um forget her 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 roots you know so if you ask if you look like we go there. Nicki Minaj speaking Trinidadian accent you would hear some videos there she she's very good actually Is a good example very nice
2: I I did a little
1: bit yeah Nicki Minaj well yes it's it's not something we kind of I wouldn't say we are proud of but yeah she's from (laughs) you
0: know
1: (laughs) Nicki Minaj I'm just joking I'm I mean, hey Josie! No big, no, no
0: big deal. Time for you to make a question. Come on, Josie. Uh,
2: I love academic background, like being college and like research everything. Uh-huh. And then since you are, you have a master's and now finishing your doctorate. So I know, I know that you are a professor, right? In yeah. you are a professor, yes, a college professor. Mm-hmm. So and then you teach like the letras and this kind of courses, uh, the
1: education courses. Um, no, what I'm teaching is at the uh, what they call it postgraduate. Mm-hmm. So you have the postgraduate programs, which um, what, I, what I do is I cover the language modules. So there's one with with advanced language English studies. Um, so you have like stuff on review of grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, but we focus much more on the grammar and vocabulary. And then I teach some methodological parts of it. You know, some uh, there's one, one, one course I teach, which is related to teaching speaking and writing skills i work on that and then i yeah yeah i work on that and then there's one i work on which is related to technology right so using i guess probably the fact that i'm always with technology i i teach or i would say teach what is what i do is i coach and help teachers with that aspect of technology right so for example this last year was a lot about adapting to remote learning um, online teaching what what are some what are some strategies how to deal with these things how to keep students engaged um, so it's much more about the mindset than about um, actually you know using all the tools i do I do mm. teach a lot of the tools I help them with that but I try to kind of encourage st- teachers to see things a little differently you know, that's that's mm. the main focus of Probably. And
2: then what, but what are the challenges to teach? Like teach teachers in university in Brazil, in our Yeah. What, what are yeah the I think
1: challenges? the big, the challenges are that you have teachers from so many different diverse and, and, and complex re, uh, realities. And you know? also mm-hmm. there are teachers who are, let's say, uh, experienced teachers who probably need to refresh their, mem- you know, their, their studies, or sometimes they're there because it's a requirement from the state or from the local schools, right? They, they do this and they get mm-hmm. credits for their, um, their development. So they, they're kind of out of obligation. The other teachers who have never stepped into the classroom, right? They're, they're beginning very fresh or they're still learning to become teachers, right? they are those who work in private schools. So you have a, a wide variety, right? it's a bit redundant, but you have a variety of experiences right? Uh, so you have teachers who are familiar with the tools, the teachers who are not familiar, or teachers who are skeptical. If you work in public schools, they're like, oh, none of this works in my school because nobody speaks English. Or try talking about Paulo Freire with 50 students in the class. That's what I hear from my teachers, you know. Yeah. Ah, Paulo Freire never taught 50 students in the favela. Okay, I understand that, you see. So I think one of the, the, one of the big challenges is understanding the difficulties teachers face and helping them deal it not make make it you know um, let's say kind of belittle it or uh, think it's no big deal because sometimes we do that as you know professors we're like ah come on just do what you, just read the book just you know use the theory it's not that simple you know as I told you teaching and I had the chance to teach and I live in Rio de Janeiro so I taught when I back in, in university days I taught in one of the favelas which called Maré. And I taught there. I remember there were classes. There were days where you would actually have people, you'd have a, a guy come out of a van, jump around with a gun strapped on his back and say, the school is going to close because the guy said so. What are you going to do? You know, no, well, we're going to have class. No, you just have to just close up and do it. Or sometimes shootings would start and you have to lay, ground, lay on the ground and wait for it to pass. And students are freaking out. So none of that in the book tells you what to do in those situations. None of that deals with the social emotional aspects of learning. So I think that's what I think the challenge is when I talk to teachers, we have to understand their their realities and not think it's um, so simple or it's an easy job. That's what I I, I try to be very empathetic with my teachers.
2: Oh, great. Amazing.
1: Sorry. sorry if I'm being too dramatic I'm not really dramatic but this happened no you, but that's okay live. yes
2: because I heard a lot of yeah. this
1: in college too because
2: my, yeah. my, my yeah. colleagues in class uh, mm-hmm. they, they they used to teach in favelas too and then when when our professors used to say, say something they were questioning a lot so but this is not my reality we we like the big guy is, is talking a lot to mm-hmm. us and stop teaching class so in São Paulo here we have these situations a lot so it's it's good to,
1: yeah. to to be aware of this right mm-hmm. when we are teaching so yeah you have this is it yeah you have different situations you have situations where you have like yeah. that situations where the kids sometimes some of them are actually part of these um yeah, these these drug associ- associations organizations, organizations what you want to call them um some of them come to class and they, they threaten you hey teacher I have to get 10 huh and you're like and, but and if what if I don't give you 10 what happens and some of them threaten you you know um, and then you have different sides where right? you go to private schools where you have kids who are extremely uh, privileged and some of the adults don't care. And they tell you, well, my father pays your salary, so shut up and listen and you let me do what I want. You can't tell me anything. So You have lots of things going on there, too, where you have to be, um, you know, you kind of win them over. You have not to uh, not necessarily stand up and fight with them but try to get them to see the benefit of learning something or at least spending their time in the classroom. It's very challenging.
0: That's true.
1: That is true. We have it all,
0: right? You have, we have, all, uh, we have all we have problems in all levels, in private schools, in public schools. When you Probably. are an autonomous person, your student also thinks he can command you. The mothers think That's they right. can they can ask you extra things that you're not supposed to do. And yeah. and sometimes you have to learn how to
1: say no to a threat, mm-hmm. right? Even though it not is just a that. threat of right. course it could be a it could be a, a veiled threat you know like they don't threaten me but they like insist sometimes mm-hmm. yeah and we live in a culture tachi you know that we live in a culture where everybody thinks you can negotiate so even when you establish the rules they still question you oh but i know that i have to hand in today but can i do it tomorrow but the deadline was today yeah you know and they still think that you can always renegotiate We live in a culture where um, nothing, the the rules are there, but people don't think the rules are valid. Apply. So they can always, you know, work there. You can apply it, you cannot apply it. Oh, no, 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 let's, you know, reconsider. Um, You know, as they say in Portuguese, Cabrugale, you know, come on, give me a break, ease me up. That's what you always hear, you know. (laughs) And people always think it's that, you can always find a way and that's not the truth not always yeah
3: True. it is the famous jeitinho brasileiro <laughs>
1: yeah, that's totally. it. yeah we we live in that kind of country we know that i'm not i'm not, I'm not criticizing or saying it's bad or you know better whatever worse that's what it is but students when they you know they come and they think that they can always tell you this thing you tell them hey um sorry but i know you might be expecting this but this is not how it's going it's not this is not how it's going down actually mm-hmm. you know? put a smile on your face and tell them, not working here, sorry. True,
0: (laughs) But anyways, you are a very funky person. Apart from all of this that you have to go through, uh, your TikToks TikToks are awesome. I Uh, I remember some of them that I still laugh until today. And you are very much, oh, like I am, into idiomatic expressions, teaching that to students to get to know more yes. of the language. And this makes it all easier to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Are, are there some right. tips for the ones that are starting
1: and are listening to our podcast? For the teachers starting off, yeah, I think the most important thing is teaching the students. You know, we, we, we have that classic sentence of, don't teach the lesson, teach the students, right? Mm-hmm. I think that... It has to be a golden rule. You know what you have to teach, you have your, your your knowledge, you've been trained, fine. But when you step inside the classroom or when you go online or you're going to talk one-to-one, whatever, listen to the students. Um, you know, listen to what they're telling you, what they're not telling you, and um, try to make it as personal as possible, okay? Uh, at first, being inexperienced, it might seem a bit hard, but I think since we have a, a, a large community of teachers, as you mentioned, Brass so you have you know Braille, you have all kinds of, of groups online, there are super teachers that Tachi is, is involved there and in, created. Get talk to other teachers and get the you know the tips. But I think the big tip is always to teach the student, learn you know what they want, what they're doing. Ask them simple questions. I like to ask students, okay, um, what do you what are you really passionate about? Uh, when when I get to the first thing I get to do when I start with a student is what are your passions what do you really really like what you know i don't know if you guys watch this tv series called um lucifer yeah lucifer he says this everybody what do you truly desire you know that question so i ask students not what they desire but i say what is your passion what do you really really like doing because sometimes they are executives but they have hobbies I have a student who is into triathlon. So he's crazy about biking and swimming and stuff. But he's a top executive. So we talk a lot about his passion and it motivates him, you know, because I, I and he talks about his routine. He gets up at four in the morning, goes, trains, I say, Whoa, can look at how you you do this. Look how disciplined you are. You use this discipline to learn English. And he said wow, I didn't think about that. I can use the same strategies, the same discipline I do with my triathlon to learn English. You see, so I drew his drew his attention to the fact that he was doing something that he could do for his own learning, but he wasn't applying it. So use that, use their passions, use what motivates them. Even if it might sound different, you know, TikTok, uh, whatever they like doing. Oh, okay, let's try it. Let's see if it works. I mean, that's the tip I like to leave with, with my teachers.
0: That's right.
3: floor is yours, yes. baby. Oh, really? It's already the final? Oh, no! Yeah! Oh, my God! Sorry to oh, burst your... So he has God. so much to share, then I would be come to the end. times oh and times God. here listening uh-huh. to him. Oh, my goodness. That's good. Uh, Thank Piffen, you. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Oh, you have so much we... to share with us. You are... Oh, a person you know of course you are a mentor a teacher a professor but you are a kind person and you'll help us a lot
1: (laughs) don't make me blush i'm getting red
3: So it was a pleasure a real pleasure talking to you it was amazing thanks for attending us thanks for being here with us
1: no problem. No problem. I want to congratulate all, I mean, all of you for your work, your dedication. I, I mean, I follow up what's going on in the group, the WhatsApp group. I see what you guys are doing online. It's like, man, yes, this is good. This is good. Good so we have teachers. As you said, living to, let's say, living up to your name. Passionate, you know? So this is good. I think you guys are on the right track. Um, keep it up. Keep going. You know, even when you feel a bit tired and you know drain because I know sometimes we, we have that moment like oh, I don't want to do this anymore you, know, you wake up in the morning like oh, do I have to yeah but keep doing it you know something we all have that moment we have that moment when we question ourselves or we feel that you know it's one big joke or nobody really cares. Our students are not really paying attention. But they are. are I mean, teachers really
0: benefiting from our goodwill in, in having a podcast yeah. from teachers? Because... Uh, yeah, yeah. Search it and search it, and there is nobody doing this. So mm-hmm. we are privileged to, to be here and to, right. to be sharing right. with teachers a little bit of other people's knowledges and, and ours, right? And, and we do it of with course, lots of, of love because we needed that once. Mm-hmm. And we know how important it is. And Finance I hope sharing is caring.
2: And it's for free, right? It's yeah. free for everybody. Free, and, which is the best yeah.
1: part. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't love a freebie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything free. Who doesn't little. love a freebie? But come on. Freebie, how would the
0: trainee say goodbye and, and close well, the, would, the podcast?
1: All right, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, what we would say is well, later now. We would not say goodbye. We would say later, you know, as in later in American mm-hmm. English, later. We would say later, later now and now. Later. We use N-A-H. it's kind of like um I can say Portuguese, nah. So we just this na for everything. So we say sometimes, when I want to get your attention, like we say Portuguese, eh, olha saw, And we say like, Hena, Hena. It's like, when I want to get your attention, this na is to get your attention. So I say to you like, um, later na, all
0: right? So i gone,
1: I'm gone, we gone, I'm gone.
0: Okay, Meaning gone. I'm,
1: I'm out, we're gone. Stefan, so, we gone yeah, gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, enough, no, enough
3: Okay, I'll so
1: let's <laughs>